Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, knowing thyself, and doubting every thought. If you've been looking for peace in life and want to be a part of the revival, you've come to the right spot. So sit back, relax, and return to God. Alrighty, hello everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Doubt Every Thought Podcast. My name is Jacob, and it is January, February, March, April, May. 15th 2022 hope you're doing well today on this episode of doubt every thought we have a few different questions that are set up and we also have a repeat guest it's not jacob like we normally do this one is actually uh, my dear Rosalind. so Rosalind, thanks for making the show thank you for having me again (laughs) (laughs) it's good to have you here and of course i gotta ask how things are going for you Things are going well, and it's always going well if you're with God, and that seems to be the situation for the both of us. Yeah, it seems like we've gotten a a pretty lucky pick of the draw um, for the things that are happening in life right now. Mm -hmm. Must be nice. Yeah, that's mainly going to be the topic of this podcast, and I feel like it's a good idea to talk about, um, you know, what's up, how we're doing. And um, how are we navigating life as all of these things seem to be background and, you know, stuff are happening. Right. You know, and, and you, had, you had set up some good questions here that, you know, we wanted to cover previously with Jacob too, but, you know, with time and how Jacob and I talk, we tend to just go on about really good, interesting topics. Mm-hmm. So I think it's glad, glad that we got a few of them here. Um, do you kind of just want to go through each one of these and we can talk about them, about how it relates to our relationship and how it relates to life? I think that's how we should go forward. Yeah. What if, Actually, just to um, add to what you said, one of the things that I like really, really appreciate this podcast, because I listen to them like a lot, one of the things that I really appreciate about it, how, about how it's not scripted at all, like, Sometimes there would be topic that we want to focus on, but everything is just free-flowing. There's no crazy script. There's no intense editing that's happening. You record, you publish, that's it. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty simple. I remember when I first started the podcast, um, we had uh, two or three pages of scripting. and <laughs> I'm sure if people listen. Yeah, I'm sure if people listen, they can tell I'm reading a script, you know, where I'm trying to... Um, I do find it useful to be able to relate it to the concepts of how to return to God, that doubting every thought, knowing thyself, mm. all the things we talk about. But I think now that we've done it for a long enough time that eventually you get comfortable, you eventually see how things unfold, you, you find what works well for you, for what mm-hmm. you can talk about. And um, I'm just very glad that I'm able to speak off the cuff now a bit more Mm-hmm. than how it, how it used to be when I first started and thought I may something, say something stupid, you know, which is quite <laughs> common. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in that stage. I'm still trying to figure out how to, you know, get comfortable with talking about these topics. But as someone who listened from the very first episode to, to now, I do appreciate um, how you, like, set a foundation or establish those things, like explaining us to what it means, um, let's say, for example, judgment being the only sin, the greatest sin, and um, like how you're supposed to apply doubting every thought, 
those three uh, those three steps. So it was good to establish those things in the beginning. It didn't sound right. like it was scripted to me. But now that's um, that the topic are becoming more. Oh, now there's an airplane. <laughs> now that we'll the topic. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So now that everything is more of a free flowing conversation, it's it's just good. It's a it's a progress that we're making. And yeah. Anyways, so about the topics that we want to discuss today, a lot of the things that's going on. There's so much that's going on. Like I don't know everything because I tend not to look into them. But the, something uh, the main denominator that I'm seeing from a lot of people is just how there's so much fear that's um, yeah. scattered and um, uh, thrown around, thrown around everywhere, and how a lot of yep. people seems to be like very reactive to it. And I think that's just really my main thing. Um, I tend to notice a lot the disconnect between um, people and what they talk about as their faith in God. Because there's a lot of people who are um, Christians around me, like where I'm at. There's a lot of people who, who talk about God, being religious and all that kind of things. But um, it's And just, where you are, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, a lot of typical, I guess, churchianity is what we call it. You know where it's. I, th- I think it's Catholics. Is that right? It's mainly Catholicism. Yeah. Where you're yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. You know, and it does sound like a lot of. Um, when we were talking about this before, it's just. It, it's just interesting, like what you're talking about, how there's a lot of fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the topic here is about this idea, this term. I think. Um, I think we made this up. It's uh, manufactured faith, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's people who seem to pro- profess belief or profess faith in their words, but when it comes to taking action or when it comes to observing them when they're living their normal lives, you try to to balance it against what they have said that they believe. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like the whole idea is, you know, if you actually believe in God and know that he's in control of everything, why are you afraid? Exactly. You know, yeah. it, we, we we hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, I can't wait for Jesus to come back. I can't wait for whatever it may be. But but then um, it, you then watch what they post on Instagram or you watch what they post on Facebook or watch what they share by email or what they talk about with friends. And it's all fear mongering. Like, That's oh, did you hear true. about this? <laughs> you know, it's a joke, but I was just going to say, but Jacob, why are you on those social media watching what they post? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> the proper answer on my side is, how do I know that? I should be focused on my own path. Yeah, how dare I? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, but yeah, to go back to that key point, it's it's very interesting how when you return to God and you actually truly know him and you stop living from the without, as mm-hmm. Jacob would say, from the outside, where you're dependent upon the things and the actions happening around us, and you live very from within. Reactive. Yeah, you're you're. If you live from the out, you're very reactive. But if you live from within, you're very calm and collected, and you're not reactive to things. Um, I've seen that in my are. life too. <laughs> Maybe there's definitely times where I'll be reactive, but I'm learning as I grow into the light. But. Um, how about yourself? It seems like you're noticing that. Is that like with uh, inside your community, just with people fearing war and people fearing viruses or 
Like, how are you kind of seeing that? When it comes to where I'm at, um, the most recent event, um, most recent topic over here is about the national elections. Um, right. So it's like I see a lot of people who are on two different sides, two different um, candidates, you know, and how they're just constantly bashing each other, bashing each other's candidate and how I don't appreciate it. On, on my part, like, I don't support any of those candidates at all. Um, talking about the election, I think it's a whole new different topic on my part. But just seeing as to how people are reacting towards it, I don't appreciate how they're going to that level, that they are going against each other when, in fact, it's just national elections. I'm sure there are a lot of people who would agree that it has a lot of impact, it's very important, it's like this, it's like that. But to me, I just um, go to that part where a lot of these people who are constantly going against each other, a lot of people talk about God, a lot of people talk about their faith. And that's the case where I'm from because of the Catholicism in the country. Like a lot of people are not, um, they say they believe in God. But it's just very interesting to see how they go to church they pray, they say they pray, they do all these um, religious things, but at the end of the day, they don't trust God's will. They don't agree to the candidate who won, and it seems like a lot of them think that God was mistaken. Like, why did this candidate <laughs> win instead of the other person, you know? And, right. And I'm just, um, like, I'm not a part of that binary. I'm not a part of one party or the other. I feel like I'm a third part watching these two um, forces going against each other. And to me, I'm just like, this doesn't make sense at all to me. You know, if you say that you are, if you say that you believe in God, then it should also mean that you trust whatever his will is. And for both you and me, I, I believe that we both agree that Anything and everything that's happening in this realm is God's will, whether it's something that we agree with or not, whether it's something that aligns with people's beliefs or not, whether it's something that people judge us as good or bad. It's all God's will. And so, you know, um, I sometimes think a lot about that too, where uh, I think I've told you and I've told a few others that it, the way things happened happened the way they were supposed to happen because mm -hmm. that's how it was supposed to happen mm -hmm. and so a lot of times people will will agree with that they'll say okay that's that's great true because that's god's will but then they will look to the future and then try to predict how it should happen and then if it doesn't happen that way that's when they they go through this dissonance where they either have to double down and say that uh you know god god's just uh a little mistaken here yeah or they, they have to admit that maybe they shouldn't have predicted what they thought would happen mm -hmm. right their thoughts were telling them that and you know when you talk about politics that seems to be a very common thing these days with uh, it seems like in the philippines but also the united states that people um, allow politics to take priority over their faith or their family or their community um, and I personally feel that a lot of people would rather focus on this giant, quote unquote, like political theater versus be honest with themselves about 
how they're not close with their neighbors or their families or their mm-hmm. wives or yeah. their husbands because that's that's harder than just disagreeing that you know orange man bad or this politician bad you know mm-hmm. oh, his, his family's right right this person's a saint this one's bad you know um, and the whole if you don't support the saint then you're a bad person <laughs> you're <right>. stupid <laughs> i'm like hmm. personally to me um i have to be honest i don't know a lot of things about it you know and, and frankly that's right. because i just don't i just don't care you know um ever since now um, why don't you care yeah something well, changed well it's because um ever since um waking up ever since we started talking about these things i feel like that's also the moment when i i just woke up and then i realized that there's way too many things in this world this is something that we have that we've been talking about offline as well um there's way too many things in this world and and when i do woke up when i started doing the silent prayer that's when i realized that out of all these many things there's only very very few that actually matters in life and i want to we both want to focus on the things that would um make direct impact to our lives like focusing on our own things focusing on the ones that we are able to not really control but focusing more on the stuff that god is showing to us that makes sense that is a part of our path and i don't that makes sense i to don't me. yeah i don't feel like politics belong to that you know like regardless of like who i vote for which i didn't <laughs> regardless of um who i support like it's not going to make direct impact to us it's not going to make life instantly better for us and out of all the many things that are out there um we both agree about this that the most important thing is seeking the kingdom of god politics don't align with that in my opinion you know i could be wrong and my perspective about that may change someday but how i see it right now is that we focus on the things that god is showing to us we focus on the on the path that god is showing to both of us which as the days weeks months go by it's just becoming clearer and clearer so yeah. you know and um yeah. as much as i don't pay attention to these things it's just um it's just very apparent these days that um a lot of the people that i care about a lot of the people who are around me they seem to be distracted by matters that are not really as important as the kingdom of god you know now when you say like seek the kingdom of god what does that kind of mean to you like how do you actually go about because i've heard you know including <laughs> myself i've heard myself say like oh seek the kingdom of god only and mm-hmm. all else will be provided to you but people get confused they think mm-hmm. it means uh go on church a sunday say you mm-hmm. forgive everyone and then on monday post about how god is going to punish those who vote for a politician <laughs> you know so it's one of those things where that maybe it'd be good to hear how you see seeking the kingdom of god what what does that actually mean to you it doesn't have to be a complex answer it can be simple but i just wanted to know what you thought about that i do understand that it's it seems like a pretty vague thing to say you know it sounds really holy to say but how it is for my life seeking the kingdom of god is um first and foremost um making sure that i do my silent prayer every morning and every night god is extremely helpful with um you know the day to day activities seeking yeah. the kingdom of god means um focusing on what god is showing 
to me that makes sense you know there's a lot of things that i could be doing but i focus on the ones that are aligned with the past i focus on the things that um would make a greater impact in my life um not just not just in the life that i'm living right now but eventually the one that i am uh forming with you or trying to have with you someday you know right. focusing on the kingdom of god means um it's doing good but at the same time not trying so hard and it also doesn't mean um doing extremely religious things because as we talk about before i don't agree with a lot of the religious practices and things that are being done anymore to me it's living from within it's um you know doubting every thought which is extremely helpful because when you told it's just so easy to get lost in that rabbit hole when you um thought of something that's like really negative it's going to completely drag you down when you think of something that's very positive it's going to um completely drag you up so seeking the kingdom of god is more on trying to focus on being in the middle because that's where god is being yep. maintaining that peace in your life doing just whatever it is that um is in focusing on whatever it is that's right in front of you right now does that yeah. make sense like i feel like i could give more examples but it's in a way it's kind of hard to explain but i think the bottom line is is all about maintaining that peace with god like whatever it's a it good is point. Mm-hmm. whatever it is that i do um it could be whatever it could be anything but i always just make sure that what it is that i'm doing is something that i know would still connect me to god like it's not yeah mm-hmm. you know i when i look at it too a lot of times when somebody says oh you're having a hard life we'll seek the kingdom of god only yeah and of course it most people would say like like oh thank you mr holy now now what <laughs> <laughs> but i i find that the foundation upon your life should be a lot of people try to skip the initial step of understanding that they are not the thoughts that are speaking to them mm-hmm. that they are the soul that is observing that is watching in fact it is god watching through with you mm-hmm. but a lot of people try to skip that step and say okay well seeking the kingdom of god okay that means i got to pray two times a day plus give 10% plus show up on sunday mm-hmm. minus two sins a week equals it's, it's a very systematic systematic process that mm-hmm. right it's not a systematized process it's a very um slow revelation that you can't force mm-hmm. you know because it's god's going to reveal to you in the right time in the right place mm-hmm. so if you have doubt about the path that's not the path just if you don't know then you don't know and say you don't know what the kingdom of god is and then move forward once yes. it becomes more clear where like your intuitions kind of saying hey you shouldn't do something mm-hmm. or you're observing your thoughts and they're saying like hey i hate you and you're and you're just like why would i say that to myself you know that then you can start to catch on to realizing you're not your thoughts and then it leads you down this path to what you're talking about doing the right things doing the simple things mm-hmm. listening to the intuition that's how i see it but uh, everyone needs to find it for themselves and to right. know it for themselves totally. you know yeah. and so, mm-hmm. it's great So another another definition for me I guess um for what seeking the kingdom of God is is that question of 
how do you live a life that you are constantly trusting God with everything that is happening and with all this this the stuff that you are doing? How do you do that? That's a good question. And, and, and you focus yeah. on that question. Um, actually, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. That that's what it is. That's what seeking the kingdom of God is for me. Because there's a bunch of things that are happening around us. There's a lot of things that we think we should be doing. And um, the world is forcing upon us. But um, how do you navigate through all these things um, at the same time trusting God with everything? And that's what seeking the kingdom of God is for me. Like, it doesn't matter what is happening. It doesn't matter um, what what's out there, what what problem you're facing is at the moment. The most important thing is how are you able to incorporate God with everything that's happening? And like what you just said, when you don't know, that's completely okay because that's just an obvious sign to let it go and surrender it to God. God's going to figure it out for you because after all, He's God and we are not. We're supposed to just move on to the next thing. Eventually, right. if it's um, something that's uh, supposed to be revealed to us, it will make sense. It will be as clear as day, you know. I think, too, like, to uh, yeah, Roy, I remember Roy Masters. Uh, go check him out on YouTube, guys, if you haven't found him. Roy Masters is on, has all these old lectures, too. Mm -hmm. But I remember him saying how just asking that question to yourself, saying, like, how do I seek the kingdom of God? Yeah. how 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 do i know that i know you know how do i how do i know myself just asking those questions and being okay with that that just asking that question is the actual that's how you know you're on the path mm -hmm. that honest inquiry mm -hmm. of saying like how do i know that i know god and i'm not deceiving myself yeah you know if if you're asking yourself that honestly and you're seeking it that way and you're okay with whatever answer you're given, even maybe you're wrong the first time you find it. Um, that's actually, to me, I, I totally agree with what Roy says there. It's like, that is the that is the prerequisite to the kingdom of God. Just asking mm -hmm. that question or having that inquiry, that's all that's needed. You know, all the other stuff that I just said too, you know, silent prayer and doubting every thought, mm -hmm. that's like the next step. But the first one is just having that, um, that interest that in asking question. that question. Mm. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And what's very interesting about that is, like, all you have to do is to have, is to ask that question. You don't even need to answer it, because um, what I find, at least in my own experience, is that I was not the one who found an answer to that. God revealed it to me slowly. You know, you just have to ask, and God's going to give you the answer. You just have to have that seeking heart and every everything else will be given to you. There's there's that verse in the Bible. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, I think too, it's like you he may not give you the answers you want, but mm -hmm. maybe you stop asking questions and he'll reveal things to you for questions that you didn't even answer in the first place or ask yeah. in the first place. You know, stop. that's that's a great way to frame it. You stop figuring things out on your own. You completely let go, and you just trust God. It's um, it's very, very true. Yeah, especially and you know in that also. Experience. Yeah, I was going to say too. It, it applies to relationships too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about um, 
most people they think about relationships as a, a there's a big ocean and there's a big beach and there's a lot of sand and all they have to do is sift through all the sand which mm -hmm. is all the different people out there mm -hmm. based upon what they believe their criteria is for what they look like what the opposite sex looks like what their attitude is what job they have you know what career ambitions how many pimples they had four years ago and they go through all the filters and then eventually boop, there's 10 of them and then they can choose from their flock of selection mm -hmm. and that's how they're supposed to get a fiance and all that and is i that personally what you think did, that that's a, oh you caught me Rosa. how dare you <laughs> I was going to say, um, I personally think that's a, how the world has tried to set things up for people to, mm -hmm. to prey upon their lust and their pride, you know, and um, I really believe that if you think you're going to go down that path, you know, anything can work out the way it should, right? Everything's God's will, mm -hmm. but that's not a good idea because many times you don't even know what you're supposed to need in life. And mm -hmm. if you're not religious, you don't really get it, but you it's like you don't know what you don't know but god knows what you don't know and he yeah. will give you something that you're supposed to have exactly you know and you'll appreciate it you'll develop it you'll work with it and things have just changed so much that people seem to have forgotten that you have to have faith in the process of just putting yourself out there doing the things you want to be doing saying hello to mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. maybe having a profile or two but um beyond that you it's very interesting to me to see guys and girls just getting lost you know, in that process. Right. And then they get lost in lust and then they get lost in fake love. And then mm -hmm. they repeat the cycle every three years mm -hmm. and then they end up older, resentful, judgmental, mm -hmm. you know, and then you wonder where everybody Alone. went <laughs> Alone with cats. <laughs> but but then again it could be the path that um god intended for them like we don't know that right but to me it just goes back yeah, to yeah. that part where um like the whole seeking the kingdom of god to me it means trusting god with everything that's happening and whenever we try to figure things out on our own like forcing right. it on our own and that doesn't mean you're trusting god at all so, you know, sometimes it's, it, it definitely takes time to learn how to do that. But at the same time, you're not the only one learning it. God is showing it to you little by little how you can trust him more. Um, all we got to do is we just learn to, we just need to know how it's like to let go. We need yeah. to know that there is that person. It's got a person. But like there's that power up there who knows everything, everything that we don't. And um, he knows all these things. And we just got to trust him with whatever is happening in our life. And by doing so, by asking the question, how can I seek your kingdom more today? How, how can I trust you more today? By doing so, you're, you're walking on that path. And in that path, God is going to provide you everything that you need. God is going to provide you answers to the questions that you have. And sometimes that answer is no answer because it could be the wrong question that you're asking. You know, I, I feel like we're like being all over the place, but hopefully whoever is listening to this, um, this makes sense because 
how I see it is that it all connects to that one topic of how do you seek him more? How do you how do you trust God more? How do you apply it in your life? Right. And how all how everything that we're talking about God is able to protect you from all the elements that are out there which makes you more um, trusting of him um, which protects you from the things that are happening out there so you don't end up being scared all the time you know I think like too when it comes to these things um, a lot of times too people go the wrong direction here where they just will you'll be like hey how's your morning going and they're just mm -hmm. like well God is so good you know they provided this and provided that and mm -hmm. You know, those types of, when somebody is like that, you can tell something's wrong. You know, you're just like, wait. Like, oh, more like Jesus why do has you, risen. And Jesus risen. That's why today's a good day. Oh, my cup of coffee, it feels like Jesus is with me, you know. And, and it, don't get us wrong. There, there's, nothing, <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong about that at all. But sometimes, like, you're able to see the ship. <laughs> we were talking about that not too long ago um yeah. offline about people having that switch and sometimes like you would easily see it very clearly the switch has been turned on and they're like something entirely different talking right like yeah. when you're talking right now you're being very genuine and like in public and all that i know when you talk to the people you're not just like god gave me this and god gave me that and you know and god this god that right because it's kind of it sounds kind of weird you know, if somebody were to do that in public a lot, but, um, what you're talking about is pretty funny because, uh, I find a lot of religious people will do that. You know, like when I'm in public and I talk with people and they say, Hey, I'm going through this hard time trying to figure the, figure this situation out, you know? And they say, what do you think? And, you know, I always, I always jokingly say, I'm like, Oh, well, if God wants you to die, you'll die, you know, but I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, and then afterwards, of course, after that <laughs> joke, I'll be like, okay, look, you know, you know, it's all about, you know, doubting every thought and whatever will happen will happen as it should. And the key thing is just not to judge. But it's not like um, that's my perspective on it when I talk with people. And I contrast that against, you know, if I'm going through a hard time and I uh, ring up a buddy and I'm just like having a good conversation, they're chatting about their relationship and I'm like, Hey man, you know, at work, I'm going through this one situation and well, I want to know what you think. And then suddenly, you know, like the, a light flickers in their eye and then all of a sudden like Jesus mode turns on, you know, or like uh, religious mode turns on and they're just like, well, ye must look upon ye for hath ye know where the sin lie, the lie sin with you, you know, some, something like that. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny because it feels like there's like a multiple personality disorder going on where that person has disappeared completely. And I think that's key to recognize that when, when you look to yourself and you catch yourself saying a script versus actually knowing it for yourself, actually reflecting upon it, actually saying like, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll be revealed to me when I should know. That's, that to me is someone I can trust. But, but when it comes to those who are just off that path and I catch them in my life all the time where they profess faith one day and the next day I'm seeing uh, massive inconsistencies from what they said the day before, uh, whether it's religious or other things, that's something to be aware of because if you're taking advice from these people, if you're listening to them, you're going to start following in the same footsteps and 
it's something to be careful about. So I just wanted to kind of mention that too, when it comes to seeking the kingdom of God, really seek it for yourself and don't try to copy um, what I've told you it should be or what Rosalind has said or what others have said. You should really know it for yourself because if you don't, you're probably seeking the wrong kingdom. <laughs> so that was one of the main questions we had. We talked about people who are talking about their faith, but their actions don't seem to line up with it. Mm -hmm. Manufactured faith and how mm -hmm. they're afraid. Is there anything else you want to add on that one before we had a, one or two others we wanted to cover? Well, and when you say know it for yourself, I guess um, one of the great ways to uh, like a, a sign that that is happening is when you're able to, to talk about all these things that you are still the same person. You know, that you, 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 yeah. don't, you don't switch to a different mode. Because like we are completely not anti-Jesus here at all. You know, um, of course, um, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He's a brother, perfect example for all of us. But I think, um, like, if you pay attention more, or if you are truly, truly seeking the kingdom of God, you'll be able to identify, or you're, you'll be able to see what we're talking about, how there's a lot of people, they change to something else when they talk about these things. Their words are not consistent anymore. It's like there's a whole different um, vocabulary and you're like, hmm, are you still here with me? You know? Yeah. I mean, I've done that with you a few times when I've uh, had too much coffee. You know, you've caught me just disappear <laughs> down a rabbit hole. Right? <laughs> you know, I know people, we're supposed to talk about like religion and stuff, but it applies to many things. Yeah. It you know, that consistency is very, very important. You know, I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee and then while we're chatting, mm -hmm. I'll catch myself disappearing into the imagination. You know, and then you'll literally have to say, uh, hello, <laughs> come back. <laughs> well, most of, most of the time, how it happens is you, you just catch yourself. I'm sitting there just um, observing, and all of a sudden, you're, you're the one who would bring it up, and you're the, like, coffee starts to kick in, something like that. Yeah, I'll be like, so, oh, there's there goes the coffee. My bad. That's one way of yeah. knowing it for yourself, because you're able to see that you are under the, what, the spell of coffee caffeine and you're yeah. able to see it and so that's how you break the spell like oh wait i gotta calm down like all these energy all these um intensity all these excitement this is really not me this is the caffeine talking and it doesn't mean that what you are saying doesn't make sense it does but like you will notice the shift in the energy the shift in the tone the shift in like how you talk about stuff and that's how you know oh it's the caffeine talking Right. That's a but good for, point. For a lot the of same thing for other Jesus people too, talkers. the religious aspect. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't like really catch themselves. They're like, oh, in this particular verse, oh, Jesus said this. Oh, like we don't have anything against that at all. What we're talking about is the on and off switch that's the switch that's being turned on. And it's an entirely different person you're talking about. So, you know, is that a way just to kind of go back to the topic? Is that a way to um, express or display that you are the seeking of kingdom of God, the seeking the kingdom of God? To me, not so much, because it's just like repeating what everyone else is saying. It's um, yeah. it's different when you're able to express it in your own words. Because to me personally, like I have to. The reason I'm able to talk about this is because God already revealed it to me. 
and how I find is with so many stuff, like I have to be able to simplify them. I have to use the most simplest words if I can, because that's how I understand it. When something is being expressed in like really deep English or very complicated words, I tend to get lost in that. But when I'm able to um, express something in the most simplest words, then that's what works for me. And that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, I think too, uh, that also relates. I I found that I tend to use bigger words when I try to confuse myself or to sound like I know what I'm talking about when I don't. I think it's similar that a lot of people will gain intellectual knowledge to make it seem like they can uh, give the impression of knowing the answer. Oh my God, there's special it's boys and girls. A lot of special boys and girls out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the key thing I wanted to highlight there is that, um, y- you know, I, I believe that God is very simple. And yeah. so that if you can't explain something yeah. simply and purely, it doesn't have to be like super logical. It can be something like, Jacob, why why do you like to have uh, ice cream? And I'll be like, well, because I like it. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't need to be an explanation about the sugar content and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's some, simple answers like that is something that a child understands. It's something that you understand. You know, it's something that I appreciate because when people start using big words and changing their vocabulary around me, Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to find that it's not on the path. And when I catch myself doing it, mm-hmm. similarly, I'm kind of uh, fibbing myself. You know, I'm trying to imitate somebody who's very intelligent when in reality, it might not be. Hopefully, I can trick everyone here <laughs> so oh, you they don't catch on. <laughs> you, you said that to me before, um, what you're talking about. If you're able to explain it to a kid, to a toddler, someone like really young and they're able to understand what you're saying then that's that that's it you know you don't that's have it. to use yep. like really fancy things and um the faith in god that we're talking about the whole doubting every thought like you you did this before you you tried to explain this to um children and then they agree and it makes sense to them right so you know yeah and it's kind of like the kids actually explained it to me better Mm-hmm. You know, that's what was funny. I was like, yeah, you know, the thing that's in your head that's talking to you, it's generally not you. And the thing that is you is the thing within that mm-hmm. knows things. And yeah. I, I thought, I forgot what the kids said, but it was something like, they're basically just like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is something that they just know intuitively. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's something that I've had to rediscover for myself. And I think it's just a rediscovery process when you're born again. You're mm-hmm. remembering what you've what, always what you've been. always known. Mm-hmm. Yep. What you've always as, known. What you've always been. Yep. As a kid who's not traumatized by outside factors, kids right? Just know. Right. Kids, kids just know, and it's that's all pe- people are is just children who have been traumatized, and if they can forget their trauma and let go by mm-hmm. doubting every thought and mm-hmm. all the stuff we talk about, they can return to that childlike state. You know, where they're able to see the world in a much more simple, beautiful way. You know, and it doesn't mean that you don't work on complicated technology or whatever whatever floats your boat for what you like to do. But what it does mean is that you're not tied to your particular thing. You're not tied to a particular person. 
I mean, in, in the marriage or relationship you are, but I mean, from a God-like like state where they're your God. <laughs> no, not like, I don't mean that. What I mean is more if they're, um, you treat them like they are your God, like you can't disagree with them. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, That's so it's not like your job. That's not the case for us. <laughs> right. But it's just amazing when you're able to disconnect from your job in that way so that you treat it with the proper respect, but you also mm -hmm. don't have a fearful attitude that you might lose it. Because mm -hmm. even if you do, that's okay because you that's have God's God. path. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what was supposed to happen. Because there's anything and everything, but you will always have God. So the whole yeah. idea of seeking the kingdom of God, it's actually, it's not easy, but at the same time, it's very simple because God is very simple. He is in the most basic things. And he, is, he is just in the middle. You know, it's very so, tempting to make it complex when it's very simple. Well, it's also because um, the world led us to believe that it's something that is very hard. And what we are sharing right now is that it doesn't have to be. Like, all you got to do is to ask how you do it. And then if you have that pure heart, that seeking heart, God is going to reveal it to you. And you will naturally know what you need to do next. Eventually, it yep. will make sense to you that abortion is murder. Eventually, it will make sense to you that divorce is really not a godly thing. You know, it will yep. make sense to you that if you're supposed to have a partner in your life, God will give you one. You don't have to seek for that person. All these things will just naturally happen. And all we got to do is to constantly ask, how do we, how do we trust him more today? How do we seek his kingdom more today? And God will give us the answers. We don't even have to figure out the answers. It will be shown to us very, very clearly. And um, yeah, all these things that we are mentioning right now, um, while it makes perfect sense to us as we're going through that path, this is what right. we mean that we are unable to see with a lot of people. That topic that we started with today, the, this, the whole disconnection thing. Why is it that a lot of people talk about their faith, but why is it that their actions don't align with it? Why do they talk so right. much about pray to God like this, pray to God like that, and then when God gave them the answer, why is it that all of a sudden they think that God is mistaken? Why is it yeah. that they think something else should be happening? Like it just, It's disconnected, you know? So. It is. How, how, it's how a very, do you, very disconnected thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you go about that in, in, in your own life? And um, what do you think people should be doing? Or what is it that you are doing in your life to make sure that you are constantly connected with the source, with God? Right. You know, and it's, it is one thing where we do talk about the silent prayer all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just like, oh, do the silent prayer, do the silent prayer. And that is a form of us saying, hey, you need to do this thing to be close to God. Now, I, I want to make sure I'm fair with people because they say, oh, well, I go to church on Sunday. You do the silent prayer morning and night. What's the difference? Both are rituals. You know, and but just it's, to it, it's a kind of mm -hmm. like give context. Can you like share kind of like as to what silent prayer means? I know you all oh, yeah, mention it totally. every single episode, but it would be good just to just repeat it for maybe. Yeah, for those who, yeah, for those who don't know what silent prayer is, it's it's very very simple. And I learned this from uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, and then I learned it from Roy Masters too when I started watching some of his videos. Mm 
And it's, it's not about really doing something. It's not about trying to make something happen. What it's really about is more just sitting quietly, usually by yourself if you can, end of the bed. You put your, uh, the ones that I do, I put my fingers together and you keep your palms apart a little bit. And the goal is to be able to close your eyes and observe the front of your eyelids and observe as if you can see your hands in front of you in that prayer-like form and feel the warmth between your palms. That's it. You know, and then from there, you're able to then start to catch yourself disappearing into the imagination one direction, into the past, into the future, into a hypothetical scenario, into something that had happened, into something that you wish had happened. It's all about the imagination. Mm -hmm. And you'll just catch yourself disappearing and seeing how you are not those things. You're just observing all these things happen. And a lot of people will call it meditation, but Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it more as you're observing the darkness trying to pull you away from the present moment. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And that's all you have to do. And it's not even you trying to solve this problem. It's just you sitting there quietly and letting God or letting yourself catch up to God or letting God catch up to you to mm-hmm. then wipe away all this judgment and resentment. And you do it morning and night and just observe your thoughts. You know, observe how they try to make you feel good and bad, right and wrong and all that. And you do it for maybe five, 10 minutes. That's it though. You know, just sit quietly, mm-hmm. observe it, breathe, be in the present moment, see how you disappear. That's uh, it. Unlike the, the typical prayer that majority of people are doing, they are constantly talking. Some are repeating, some are just saying these repetitive yeah, words verses and, and, stuff. and chants. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a lot of people, <laughs> it's about... Um, Telling God I'm sorry, telling God I thank you, asking God for this, being very specific with their request. Silent prayer, as um, the word implies, is just you sitting quietly every morning and every night from when you wake up. When you wake up and then before going to bed and not saying anything at all. Because in that silence, in that very peaceful moment, well, I can't say it's very peaceful because you have a lot of thoughts trying to attack you at that moment but when you're able to sit there and just be with god in that moment then you know it's a very humbling experience and how we see it is it's a great way to show commitment to god that every day every single day when you wake up and before you sleep you are with god you're with god all throughout the day but the um, what do you call that? The voluntary act of sitting quietly and not doing anything. Like that, that's the first thing that you do in the morning and before you sleep. Like when you when you can be consistent with that alone, then God will be God will show you more things in life. You know, because right. you prioritize Him. Yeah, it's a it's a signal. You know, and it's it's a voluntary act where it's a choice to do the prayer every morning, every night. You're choosing to. You know, I think a lot of times church on Sundays feels like an obligation. While each time you do the silent prayer, you have to choose to get up and sit down, put your hands together, and sit quietly and observe your thoughts. You have to choose to. You know, and I've been doing it uh, every morning, every night, I think since for like a year and a half, I think. Maybe it, longer. It's more or... than, yeah, it's more, more than, than that, probably, two years maybe. Yeah, two and a half years for you, I believe. Right, and it's each time it's a choice. Each time I'm choosing to do it. 
And I think that's something that's interesting is that um, it hasn't really become this habit. It's just something I come out of bed, I remember I need to do this before I go and do anything else. Maybe I go to the bathroom quickly, but I come back, sit down, put my fingers together, and then I just observe. And it's something you can do with the guided, uh, there's guided versions on the website, dotoverythought.com slash silent prayer. I have ones from Roy. I think I have some from JLP. I did some myself too. You don't, you don't have to though. Um, but then after a while, you don't really need guidance anymore because you know mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. You know, it's Roy has one where you put your arm by your side and you just visualize the energy flowing through your fingers and mm-hmm. you can feel it. It's really interesting. No one's, so, no one's also yeah. no one's guilt tripping you to do it. It's a choice that you have to make every day. And I think it's really beautiful when you're able to choose God as priority every single day. So that's our uh, that's our ad for having God run for president of uh, the Philippines and the United States. <laughs> choose God. He also he already <laughs> is. He already is the ruler of everything. There's just a lot of people who don't see it that way, but. You know, at the end of the, of the day, he's on top of it all. Like, he knows everything. He's the most powerful. So, anyways, but going yeah. back to um, the question that we're talking about. So, how do you go about this whole um, fear-mongering that's, like, just all over the place? How are you able to... Yeah, how do you to, deal with it? Yeah. You know, because I see a lot of people these days, they're just... Um, they act like they're awake. And then they'll say, it's happening look at the news they're trying to jab everybody and mm-hmm. take away your rights and they're trying to do we're going to go to war oh no this is why yeah. you should be afraid and you i have, I, have I, all these guns and yeah, all protect these yourself money, all this. <laughs> you know i may have fallen for that for that one <laughs> the gun one. There's, but, nothing, um, there's really yeah. nothing wrong with that but like it's when you are reacting because of an outside force that's where the issue comes in i believe there's nothing wrong to be prepared there's nothing wrong to have all these resources on the side but it's when you're doing it out of a reaction from outside forces i think that's where satan's like slowly creeps in into your life and is using something that is supposed to be righteous as turning it into something evil yeah, he can turn anything righteous to wrong. And the same thing with God, he can turn anything wrong to righteous, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of wondering, how do you deal with uh, everybody that's fear-mongering? Like, how do you put up with it? Or what's what's your approach usually? Yeah, it's been going on, with, it's been going on for a while with the whole um, quote-unquote COVID situation. How I've been dealing it, it with, with that is, again, the silent prayer consistently, like... Like you said, it's a choice every morning and every night. But at the same time, as you consistently do it, you will just see the benefits of it. And that's definitely one of the greatest things or the biggest steps that I'm doing about it. And then the second thing is to just constantly have that question in your life. Um, like, how, how can I apply my faith more in this situation? And oftentimes when, when caught in the middle of all those um, issues and, and problems and people around me, like I tend to disconnect from it like very easily because I always go back to the to the point where I ask like, do I really have do I really see God in here? It seems like God is not here. And what's interesting was um, not too long ago, um, my mom and I uh, visited a couple of churches and how 
um, how I see how fancy they all look like the buildings the structures and all those things and um, it has been a while since I was inside a church you know and interestingly when yeah, I got there like? yeah, yeah <laughs> w when I was there it was a completely different experience where I was like sitting in there looking at all the fancy structures the beautiful altars the songs that are playing in the background and I'm like no matter how fancy all these are, I, I did not, no matter how posh these are, I did not find God here. God is with me every day, and I could just be sitting in my working area, like what I am right now, and I feel God here. Like he's not in any of those places in the same way that when when people talk about all these um, issues that are going on, the topics that are causing a lot of fear in a lot of people, like, I feel like I already have that God's protection that when I'm in it, I'm easily disconnected from it because I have that question within me. Is God really here? I don't think so. It's because God doesn't reside in the fear. God is not really out there panicking because his people are panicking. No. Like you seek wherever. Um, you, we, I tend to disconnect from those things um, because I just don't feel him there. And with everything that's you know, happening, like I, I had, um, yeah, I had like a good conversation today with a friend, mm -hmm. and myself and uh, his wife, we were having um, met up in the afternoon at the park, mm -hmm. and it was just us three, and it we were talking about these particular things about fear and about um, Pharisees and leadership and mm -hmm. what it's like to doubt All every people. thought. What does it actually mean? <laughs> yeah. So we, in in that moment, that felt more like church than I've ever been to in a long time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like our conversations too with each other, you know, that's a different level too. But it's just very interesting how people seem to think that you have to go to these fancy places and, and the more yeah. fancy it is, the more religious it is when in reality, it's, it's kind of not true at all. And, and <laughs> like whenever all. you say... Um, the name Jesus, whenever you mention the word God, they, they feel like that's how you're able to like connect with him. But as for finding it, the, the, the truth is God is just everywhere. If you're able to incorporate him with everything that you're doing, even just like simply walking in the park alone, or even when you're like brushing your teeth, like that's where God is. And you That's know, a good reminder. I need, need yeah. to do that tonight. Um, <laughs> you're doing no, it every it's, day. It's, I know every day and every night, just like the silent prayer. Mm -hmm. um, I I totally agree. I think a lot of people there seems to be this thing where we seem to forget that God is looking through our eyes. You know, He's smelling what we smell. He hears what we hear. Breathes, yeah, He breathes through our nose. Um, and it's happening to everyone at all times, on top of just the realm of what's happening around us. And when you truly know that it's not like this creepy thing where like the cia is watching you or you know some sort of secret agency is tracking you which may be true yeah but yeah. it's but it's I, more I, like if <laughs> i mean i can understand why the whole breathing through your nose seeing things through your eyes can be a little um weird for a lot of people but it just it just really means right. that he is here at all times right. like right all the time like you could be doing whatever it is and right. god is here because 
I, I just want to say that because a lot of a lot yeah, of sure. times um, there are people who would say that you know God is in heaven, He's out there looking down at us, and while I guess there's nothing wrong about that, I just um, like see it differently because when you say that God is in heaven, it seems like there is like that distance, and it seems like He's someone who's completely unreachable, and you have to do all these fancy things to reach Him. No, that that's not right. how how we see it when we say that God is within. He's with us like at all times. He's not somewhere far. He is completely within reach because he's with us at all times. I think a lot of people forget that. They always see as God as being up there. Yeah. You know, just he's Distant, only there. Far. It, super holy. He's if you if you have a ceiling on your roof, he can't see you anymore, but he's still there, but you have a ceiling mm-hmm. on your roof, you know. And it, it's not the case. It is true he's up there, but to, to me it is. But uh, also, uh, he's looking through my eyes and he's feeling what I feel and he observes what I see. You know, and it's it's something I think a lot of people don't, um, like some of the religious people use that as some sort of weird manipulation to be like, he's always watching you. And so I know you're a sinner, you know. But then at the same time, those are the same people who are <laughs> the sinners themselves. <laughs> you know, because they're judging. But I find it just a relief because um, God is a good father. He's the father you've always wanted and wished that you had, you know, who's always patient and calm and present. And all you have to do is just sit quietly with him. It's kind of like, you know, when you do a silent prayer, I think we talked about it. It's, it's kind of like God is sitting with you or sitting all around you. And like Jesus is next to you while you pray. You know, that's what it feels like to me. I'm sitting there quietly, even when it's been a hard time or a good time. It's just dad's there at the end of the day to read you a bedtime story and handle any of the problems that you've had. It's a really nice thing now that I kind of said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's both sides. So like knowing that God is with us like at all times, like you would know that whatever it is that you're doing, God sees that at the same time. You find a lot of comfort knowing that you're not really alone. God is always with you. And so all these um, fears don't make any sense. Because why would you be scared if um, the most powerful, the most perfect, the one who knows it all is with you at all times? Why do you need to be fearful? And so, um, right. Right. And if you're supposed to die, well, then you'll die. And yeah. that's it. So, There's no like, you know, trying to live longer than what you think you should live. So mm-hmm. live. You yeah. Know? So those are two things so far. Um, first one that we're doing to deal with these topics is definitely the silent prayer. Um, the second one is just knowing that God is within us, that he's with us at all times, all days of our lives. Yep. Yep. That's, and we talked about relationship side of that. We talked about how to actually seek the kingdom of God, how you have to know for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some other questions too that we had. Um, you know, there's ones related to how is it, is it really as simple as not believing what your thoughts are telling you? You know, yeah. I, I think that's oh. a really good question. Yeah, and I, and of course, we all would like to hear what you, what your answer is about that. You being the Doubt Every Todd podcast um, creator and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that, uh, yep, it's that simple. Next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, the, the, I actually talked about this today with uh, um, my friend and his wife. Uh, she had a great question. She's like, uh, do you doubt, is it really every single thought? Yeah. You know, and it's, that's such a good question because um, I think it is. Yes, you do. But here's the thing is that there's a difference between thoughts and intuition. And I would say 99.99% of people, 999, as uh, JLP would say, they are living in their thoughts. And so saying doubt every single thought is true, that that's all you have to do. But what but about to the go... good thoughts, Jacob? <laughs> Even the good thoughts, because those are pulling you into the imagination. Thanks, Rosalind, for clarifying. Because <laughs> good. Right. How do you know they're good? You know, how do you know they're bad, right? And the one thing, though, what I had realized when I was talking with her about this was that um, that you that you intuitively know that when you're thirsty, you already know you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As an example, but a split second after you know that you're thirsty, your head has to tell you. Hey man, you're thirsty. You hear that voice saying, "Oh, I need to get a drink of water." Mm-hmm. Before that voice spoke, you already knew that you were mm-hmm. thirsty. Right. That's the intuition, right? Yep. You you knew you were thirsty. How'd you know? Well, you knew. It's just obvious. It's self-evident. You know, it's clear. It's true. You know, it's something that is very um, uh, just obvious. And I think that's the kind of the challenge is that people seem to think that, oh, okay, it's all these thoughts are bad, and then this one is good. When in reality, it's all the thoughts are bad, Mm -hmm. right? All the thoughts are bad, but then there's this intuition that's happening a split second before, which is where you live in the present moment. And that's where it is. You know, that, that is, um, the thing that you should be believing, not the voice that's talking to you a split second after you know, something is true, but just the thing of that is self-evident. I, I I could be wrong, but like how I see it is the reason it's, um, a little bit a little bit hard to absorb for a lot of people is because they tend to confuse thoughts with intuition and it's because a lot of our thoughts tend to mimic our intuition and pretend us right. um something good when in fact like what you just explained in your example you already know beforehand and then your your thought would just try to copy that and then pretend as something really good but at the end of the day all thoughts according to J- to JLP, all thoughts are lies, and you know, right. have to doubt every single one of them because when you are connected with God, you will just naturally know things, and these are revelations. And um, when you would just easily know that it's from God because there's just no doubt, it's extremely clear, it makes perfect sense, and it's something that you didn't have to figure out so much for yourself you just know like that example right. of yours um which i believe is from Roy masters like how do you know one plus one is two it's extremely yep. obvious that's from roy uh the other one too is he says uh how do you know that you're awake mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people will get just will get all scientific it'll be oh. like well technically i don't know i'm awake you know maybe i am actually dreaming maybe this is all a dream <laughs> You know, and that's where you say, yeah. okay, idiot, go away. <laughs> I don't yeah. have time for this. Because <laughs> you know if you know, you know, and if yeah. you don't know that you're not awake, well, that's fine. Just eventually be revealed to you. 
<laughs> I, I can understand though that the whole doubting every thought, like every single thought can be really tricky. Um, right. But um, what I find is that like when, whenever you try to, to figure it out, whenever you, you sort through your thoughts that this one is good, this one is bad, do I have to doubt this, do I have to doubt that? When you start getting into it so much, when you start to like really figure it out and then um, rationalize it as much as you could, that's the trap. That's the trap right. that whenever you try to understand it with your level of understanding, that's where Satan got you. So right. there's no need to figure that out in the same way that we said earlier. All you got to have is a, a, a seeking heart. It's a question that um, you're asking, how do you seek the kingdom of God? That's all you really need to do. And then God's going to figure it out for you. Same way with the right. doubting every thought. Like, you don't need to. Don't try to figure it out. Just know that whenever there's something um, that Satan is feeding you, just doubt it and then move on. Move on to the next thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it. You know, it's very... Uh it's just so interesting to me to kind of talk about this because, you know, when I first stumbled across this whole, your thoughts are not you, um, it sounded crazy. You're yeah. just like, wait a second. Yeah. Am I, are you telling me that I'm a, I, I'm like a psych ward patient patient, you know, where I have voices in my head talking to me. Mm. And the answer is yes. And that's true for just about everyone on this earth if not everybody. Oh, there, there and, was a... Oh, sorry. Okay, go on. No, I mean, it's just, it blew my mind just how once you truly understand that the thing that talks to you in your head is not you, mm-hmm. um, first you kind of lose your mind maybe for a couple weeks where you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stay quiet about this and no one's going to know. <laughs> and then eventually you catch on, you're like, wait a second, this is interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not the person who said, "Oh, that person sucks." You know that that wasn't me saying that. That was that was a dark voice making me try to judge them. Oh, interesting. You know, it just leads this progression where all of a sudden you start to realize. For me, it's like all these negative ones weren't me, and then you realize all the positive ones aren't you. That's the next trick, and then you realize like the voice telling you that you've overcome all thoughts is also not you. Mm, yeah (laughs) and it just it's this natural progression where all of a sudden then you just see where this is going and it's just i find it to be very beautiful and a wonderful thing but um i think you you had something you wanted to say it's unlike any it's like anything in this world at all because it could go from like sometimes you could just be walking you see a baby and then all of a sudden you have a thought within you what if i carry that baby and i just trap it to the ground would it live (laughs) would it survive (laughs) with the skull, you know, open up or something like that. There are stuff like that, and then you would wonder. uh, It it happens a lot to me. Like, say, for example, um, I'd be washing the dishes, I'd be washing the knife, and then all of a sudden something would come up, and I'm like, what if I stab myself with this knife? Would I survive? (laughs) Like, wait, is that really me? Like, no. Yeah, it's it's fascinating how, how most of your life you think that voice is you. Right. And then you think that you're a crazy person trying to tamp it down. Exactly. But it's it's a everyone has that voice in some way, you know. It's whether it's a small judgment, mm-hmm. whether it's just like that's why I think a lot of people are afraid of guns because they think that voice is them saying, what "I'll take I that gun and and shoot and, sh- and shoot it." Yeah, not shoot. Yeah, shoot yourself or like, oh, if I just discharge this, what if someone steals this? You know, all those things. It's just um, 
amazing to me that once you realize that voice is not you, mm-hmm. um, just the world kind of unfolds in a way where you're just like, well, if all these assumptions of my thoughts being true are, aren't true, what else isn't true? And, and you end up going down this road of really asking yourself, what is real? You know, and what is actually, what do I know for myself? What do I know is true to myself? Do I know that Russia and Ukraine are at war? Do I, do I know that this matters? Do I know um, the judgments that I were attempting to make on other people? Do I know if that's true? You know, do I know that the future is going to be bad or good? You know, do I know that the past was bad or good? It's just really interesting that you start to realize how little you know and how it's really our job just to realize that, be okay with it, and move forward into the light because when you're supposed to know, you'll know. And when you don't know, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just a very um, peaceful existence once you really discover that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're lazy and do nothing, right? You continue to work hard and you continue to be uh, effective, but you don't really feel this uh, lonely urge to just keep on accomplishing things or to try to figure it out yourself. You just, if you're supposed to know something, you'll know something. And if you don't know something, well, then you won't. And that's really mm-hmm. it. Just to kind of connect with um, what we were saying earlier, um, the thoughts being negative, and then sometimes it can be like really positive. It can be like a really good thing. So for example, right. you see a beggar on the streets and then you'd be like, if I give money to that beggar, it would be cool. Like I'm helping, I'm helping that person. And then all of a sudden it will take you down to that um that uh, train of thoughts that it's all it would all just be positive things and while they may disguise themselves as positive you are already being trapped in Satan's um, realm because you are believing all that so um, sometimes it, it's um, it can be like a very complicated thing the whole data we thought thing but just don't look at it as something that's complicated. All you gotta do is to just go back to the present and whenever there's a thought, doubt it and then just easily move on to the next thing. That's just how yeah, you do exactly. it. And, and over time you'll get used to used to it more and more. I remember during the time when you were telling me that, um, when I was just starting this path, you were like you were telling me that I will feel more and more that God would just be patting me on the shoulder that, hey, hey you're disappearing in your thought and it's happening more and more you know as you go through this path and it's just amazing yeah you you really begin to realize that god's tapping on the shoulder all the time mm-hmm. you know you'll start yeah. disappearing he's like hey come back here hey 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 come back and your here. shoulders what is I do gonna, <laughs> your shoulders is gonna start hurting with all the tapping no just kidding just kidding that's well not maybe like for that. you not for <laughs> no. you only taps my shoulder <laughs> once in a Oh, okay, <laughs> special boy. Okay, holy man. <laughs> Judge myself, lest you be judging myself. Yeah. Well, just to be fair, you're already at level 2,976, and I'm probably Yeah, out level... of a trillion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm level, I don't know, 432. <laughs> that was kind of, uh, 432, that's a good, it hurts. That's uh, the resonance frequency. But it's it's kind of funny, too. I talked to my buddy about that today with his wife, and... I was just saying how um, you'll get to this level where you think that you've really recovered, but God just keeps on revealing things to yourself if you're willing to not judge yourself. Yeah. And you'll just realize, oh, I'm, in it. oh I'm, just, I'm silly there. Oh, I'm silly there. Oh, okay. And then eventually five years from now, people will see you and be just like, 
how are you this way? How are you not emotional? Mm-hmm. How are you this? And mm-hmm. really in your mind, you're like, God, look, man, I'm still a complete idiot. Yeah. Like I'm getting revealed like how silly it is that I eat ice cream still once or twice a week, you know, sneaking it in sometime or, um, you know, just not having the discipline to say no to things. You know, it's these things are being revealed to me now, even after doing this for two years. But I just can't wait to see where it leads you if you're willing to admit that you're a complete idiot. You know, be like, ah, you know, there's always right. going to be something to learn, even when we're 80 years old and 90 years old with uh, alleged families and alleged grandchildren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what a special man would say, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're constantly growing. You're constantly growing. So that's the right. thing. Like you don't stop. Right. You don't like sit there and realize, oh, I am I'm so different now from who I, I was like three years now ago. I'm good. I'm, now I'm super Jesus. holy now. Right. I'm su- no, <laughs> that's that's not true at all. You don't stop because it's a it's constant growth, it's constant progress, and for as long as you're living, I mean, right. for as long as you're here here on this realm, like you're still a work in progress, and and you're constantly progressing for as long as you're always connected to the to the source. You're always connected to God. And um, and I, I think, too, the other thing to mention is that it doesn't have to be this constant challenge every day of just mm-hmm. forcing growth every day. Yeah. It's this this constant, like you said, it's very true. It's constant. It's every day. But it's not this, uh, the, the, the pressure you feel like at work where every week there's just pressure for more and mm-hmm. more and more. It, it's all more these that stats that you have to accomplish yep. all these metrics that you have to pass. No, no, it's not like that. It's not like that at it's, all. It's it's just natural leveling up where all of a sudden you have larger muscles now, so you can lift more weight. Mm-hmm. But more weight's given to you. But it's not like you know constantly adding weight to where you break. It's just as you continue to accept the unrighteousness, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I am unrighteous there. That's wrong for me to do that. Yeah. I'm so glad that I see that now. Thank you, Lord. That's yeah. repentance. The more you re- you allow that to flow, and you don't reject it and try to argue with it. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, and that's what's happened in my life um, so far. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't wait to see where it ends up. And you know, I hope for the people listening too that they do the same thing. That they understand you're playing the long game here. Yeah. You know, it doesn't help to sleep four hours a day. You know, it helps to sleep eight hours a day. You know, stop being such an idiot mm-hmm. and really just grow into the light and mm-hmm. doubt every thought because those thoughts are not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing thing yeah so it's an that particular challenge isn't like any other um challenges in this world you know it's um it's not even a challenge just how we see it it's just basically living with god it's it's what it's like seeking the kingdom of god you're constantly growing without you having to try so much and that's what we're trying to convey in this episode of the um of this podcast that that's how we're able to deal with um, our day-to-day lives. That's how we're able to not get lost in all these um, fear and panic that seems to be very apparent with a lot of people. Just have to be with God because with God, you are protected. With God, he's going to take care of you, you know? And you don't have right. to be, like, trying so much. It doesn't have to be anything that's really intense because God is very simple God is very peaceful, and for as long as you're with Him, you're just going to be fine. You're just going to be taken care of, and and everything that you need will just be provided. And it's not like you're going to have a sports car or like all these fancy house. No, 
the most important yeah. thing of all is that no <laughs> the most important thing is that you just have that peace you're not easily right. um, swayed by the things that are happening around you you're not easily um you're not in this whole roller coaster, this whole up and down, and just constantly going through that fluctuation. We're just in the middle. We're just peaceful, and that's what it's like for us. And as a famous man once said, uh, "Must be nice." Must be nice. <laughs> He's a very famous man for sure. But anyways, yeah. um, like I want to move on to that other topic that we want to discuss today. Unless you have anything else you're going to add. No, I mean, that's the key one. We've already covered it in over an hour. And so oh, we, we could definitely do. Yeah, it's like hour, 16 minutes. Oh, yeah. dear Lord. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. It's already long enough podcast. So I think cool. uh, we're going to have to wrap up the podcast at this point, Rosalind, and then we'll have to do another one. <gasps> what? <laughs> that? That's another person. That's a famous person would say. What? That? Yeah. I guess we'll have to do another one for the other topic that um that I wanted to discuss because that's also something that's really uh big. But looking forward to yeah. the next episode. Why don't I you hope. give a teaser? What's uh, the teaser for it? Now what? Now what? <laughs> that is the uh that's a teaser. Now what do you do? Now after waking up and doubting every thought, now what? So we'll have to cover that in the next episode for sure. But yeah. anything else, Rosalind, on the one we just talked about about manufactured faith and seeking the kingdom of God? Um I guess it's just really the same thing, you know, just know yeah. that God is with you at all times. He's very simple, he's very peaceful, and he's really not that complicated. And every time that things just become really heavy with whatever it is, um, whatever it is that's going on, just know that that's not where God is. He told me this so many times before, and and um, I'm very, very grateful for that because now it just naturally happens. Whenever, like I said earlier, I like to like really simplify things to a language that I understand, vocabulary that I understand. And when it's not like that, I'm like, wait, is God really here? Because it doesn't seem like it. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, it's wonderful. Oh, looks like my roommates are waking up to it now. So anyways, yeah, it's perfect timing. (laughs) Crushing it so far. So everybody, if uh, you like the podcast, you like what's going on, just listen to it. Let us know what you think. Diverythought.com. You know, and continue doing the simple things of the silent prayer, knowing mm-hmm. for thyself, doubting every thought. And you too can be as uh, amazing as uh, Rosalind and myself are, as I arrogantly oh, will say right now. <laughs> okay, congratulations, by the way, for the new logo. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's uh, like cool. what we talk about. It's very simple and it's very straightforward i like it more too it's less arrogant just having my giant face on there which uh, (laughs) seemed kind of inappropriate after trying to say that i'm not trying to be my own god (laughs) oh well but you waited for you know when it made sense to to change it you know it's not like you force it it just Ah, naturally happened very good yep that's very true it's like what we talk about just just stay with god and he will naturally show you the things that need to be changed needs to be improved needs to be taken away Yep. Do all that for you. What Just a wonderful noise. So grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else, enjoy the rest of your week if you're listening to this and uh can't wait to catch on the next episode of the Dive Club Podcast. Take care. Hi. Great job. Oh wow.